0: Radio 81 WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers, 30 Minutes. A weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a non-profit corporation. I'm Jason Todger, the Executive Director. On this show, we talk one on one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. What is Historic preservation, what makes a historic landmark, and what is the Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation doing to help bring historic preservation to the East Hills of Pittsburgh, specifically to the Wilkinsburg area? Our guest this morning on Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com is Karamaji Rajumba. He is from Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. Good morning, Karamaji. Good morning. How are You, you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, fantastic. You are the Director of Public Communications and Advocacy for... Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. Tell us, first of all, uh, what is Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation?
1: Oh, fantastic. Well, thanks for having us on the show. Yeah. And uh, we are always happy to talk about the Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. We are a historic preservation organization based in Pittsburgh. We were founded here in Pittsburgh in 1964 on the north side of Pittsburgh in a neighborhood called Manchester. And our role is to identify and save historically significant places. Uh, We revitalize historic neighborhoods, towns and urban areas. We have worked in preserving historic farms and historically designated landscapes. And uh, we also educate people about the Pittsburgh region's rich architectural heritage. So we have been here for well over 50 years now, and we are chartered to work within 250 miles of the Pittsburgh downtown area. So we are a regional organization that uh, stretches through western Pennsylvania and we are uh, we see ourselves as an organization that looks to help revitalize communities by saving buildings and uh, creating renewal through uh saving of uh historic uh, buildings and landmarks.
0: So it, it, probably the 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 I don't want to say it's the crowning achievement because there have been a lot of, uh big achievements I was going to say landmarks no pun intended for Pittsburgh history and landmarks but the, but the one that in the downtown Pittsburgh area uh is, is is probably the one that is easiest to point to is the whole station square development that was the old Pittsburgh and Lake Erie railroad terminal and and really was um in, in sort of in a state of decay when in the 1970s uh, Pittsburgh history and landmarks foundation led the revitalization and the reclaiming uh, of that entire area
1: absolutely that's uh thats as you say, remains one of our signature accomplishments.
0: That's one that people come actually from around the world to come look at. I don't don't know if people in Pittsburgh realize that.
1: As you just uh, alluded to, when we started out on the north side, our idea was to show the principles of preservation and to show that, no, uh, you don't have to buy into the idea of urban renewal, which swept all across this country, as you know, in the late 50s, 60s, and 70s. We saw it here in Pittsburgh with the Pittsburgh Renaissance when we had uh, people like the former mayor, David Lawrence, talking about uh, the Renaissance being um, characterized by uh, tearing down buildings. And Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation was born out of that atmosphere. And so come the mid-1970s, and the Pittsburgh and Lake Erie Railroad was Mm floundering, and there was a real crisis about what would become of the campus. And city leaders uh, were beginning to talk about the idea that maybe we should uh, start taking down some of those buildings. Well, Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation decided and started the idea that that's not necessarily a a bright idea. How about if we redevelop this site? And so we came into this property in the, the 1970s, starting from 1976 all the way into 1984. And we went about putting our principles to work to develop, redevelop Station Square and bring in new retail, bring in office space, save historic buildings. We developed the riverfront for the first time in the city where a lot of, uh, where there was not much activity on the riverfront. We showed that that could be done. A lot of the city people said it could never be done. Nobody would walk over Smithfield Street Bridge. (laughs) Nobody would go to Station Square they were
0: wrong. We're, our guest this morning on Radio 81, WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com is Karamaji Rajumba. He is Director of Public Communications and Advocacy for Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. Uh, Karamaji, can you give the, the website address, please? www.thlf.org And as uh, what is the main phone number there? 412-471- I want to ask you here uh, during this show about the Landmarks Preservation Resource Center in Wilkinsburg. That uh, is is what has recently caught my attention uh, about Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. You were filling us in on a little bit of the background, but you also, uh, the group has had a big role in preserving the Market Square area of Pittsburgh uh, very recently, correct?
1: Absolutely, yes. And uh, so to give you some background uh, about our work in Wilkinsburg, uh, if you want us to start with that, we have been in Wilkinsburg since about 2004, and our, our, our story in Wilkinsburg uh, starts with a demolition plan. Okay. There was a plan in the neighborhood where we are working. It's a neighborhood called uh, Hamnet Place um, in Wilkinsburg. A group of residents, community leaders, and other stakeholders came together and started looking at the amount of blight that they had in their area. And sure. they thought about, well, we have so much abandoned properties here. We have vacant lots. And all these create a, an environment of crime. We need to take down some of these properties. So through that process, they thought, well, before we go through in entirely demolishing a lot of these structures, because as you know, Wilkinsburg has a great stock of solid brick buildings.
0: Yep. much like it's, it's much of these communities, much like uh, uh, McKee Sport or, or Homestead, it's an older community, but it is the it was a community that had great wealth at one time. Wilkinsburg did
1: absolutely. It was a bedroom uh, community that was mostly a middle to upper middle class uh, bedroom community to the city at its uh, at its zenith. And so they invited Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation to walk them through the process of visioning what is possible, what could be saved. We went through a year-long process, and we called that the Wilkinsburg Neighborhood Transformation Initiative, which we helped fund, and we identified that 70% of the property housing stock in this neighborhood could be restored, it could be saved, and that's how we came into Wilkinsburg. So since 2005, 2006, we have been working in a broad historic restoration program. We started with uh, restoring four single-family houses and and validating a market in a neighborhood that had no market for real estate.
0: Okay, so this is something that people often ask, that if, you know, if, if, if will somebody move into a, a community like Wilkinsburg that has been struggling for so long? And it sounds to me like the answer is yes, if there's a reason for them to move there.
1: Absolutely. The answer is yes, if there's a reason to move there, okay. because uh, of the, the amenities that can be created. When you look at the issue of transit, for example, uh, Wilkinsburg sits right on the East Busway. You can be in downtown Pittsburgh within 15, 20 minutes from the neighborhood we are working. So people will move there. So in the first phase, we restored four single-family houses and sold them to new property residents, new property owners in Wilkinsburg, validated the market. Then we, right in the middle of the neighborhood we were working, there was an old auto-car repair shop. And we realized that before... We could do anything further in that neighborhood, the aesthetics of that neighborhood had to look better. So, we had to do something about that uh, property seated at the corner of Rebecca Avenue and Jeanette Street.
0: Okay, in Wilkins Park. In, in the
1: heart of where we are. Uh-huh. So, we acquired that property and we restored it. And we restored it to a state of the art educational facility. So, we hold workshops, seminars, film screenings, lectures on all aspects of historic preservation, house restoration architecture history. We do community planning sessions there about what, what is happening in the neighborhood in Wilkinsburg. We hold public policy symposia. We just had a community art symposia on, on Saturday, last Saturday. Tonight, we will be doing a workshop on the basics of house restoration. So we are a very busy place at the Landmarks Preservation Resource Center.
0: Give us the and address. Give us the address there in Wilkinsburg.
1: Absolutely. It's a nice focal point not only to exhibit the, the principles of what we're doing in terms of restoration in that neighborhood, but to educate the public on what is historic preservation and how does that look like and what does, what does that mean? Because we get a sense that a lot of the time people, have a, people think they know what historic preservation entails, but a lot of the time, it's a bit more challenging.
0: We're going to take a quick break. Our guest this morning on Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com is Karamaji Rajumba. He is the Director of Public Communications and Advocacy for Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. We're talking about Pittsburgh History Landmarks Foundation, and we're also talking about their Landmarks Preservation Resource Center in Wilkinsburg. We'll be right back after this break on Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview, or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back here on Radio 81, W E D O and Tube City Online.com. Our guest this morning, Karamaji Rajumba. He is the Director of Public Communications and Advocacy for the Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. Their website is PHLF.org and the telephone number 412-471-5808. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Um before we – I want to ask you about what makes a building historic, what makes a building worth saving. I want to ask you about you first. How did you come to be interested in historic preservation? What What brought you to Pittsburgh, first of all?
1: <laughs> uh, that's uh, fantastic. Well, I, I came to Pittsburgh to work. I came mm-hmm. to Pittsburgh to work for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. My background is in journalism. Okay. I used to be a reporter. Yeah, mine too. So mm-hmm. I came to the Post-Gazette in uh, 2006. And, um, and and I started out covering neighborhoods. So I covered all the neighborhoods east of Pittsburgh, starting from Wilkinsburg all the way to Monroeville. I covered all those uh, suburban communities, and then I went on to cover Allegheny County government and politics, and then I also covered the Pittsburgh public schools, K-12, through the Pittsburgh public schools. So that was uh, my background in Pittsburgh. I did that for about four and a half years, and at a certain point, I always thought I would end up in a in, in, in an organization that works at the community level at the grassroots level, uh, just that relates somewhat to what we do in journalism, and uh, so I was happy to join Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation.
0: Pause. But, uh, how, how does it relate to, to what we do in journalism? That's interesting. How so?
1: It relates in that you we work from a grassroots level upwards. Okay. As a as a journalist, you your orientation is to. Tell, tell stories. You interact a lot with people on the, on, 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 okay. at the grassroots level and you, you're explaining ideas. You're telling stories about what's going on in the community. Well, as a preservation organization, a lot of our work, 80 to 90% of our work, engages the community up front. We, uh, uh, we are always interested in how we can help uh, make lives better in communities. As a journalist, I always saw my role as telling the story of, of how a community sees itself. So that's, that's how I think it relates.
0: Our guest this morning, Karamaji Rajumba, he's the director of the Public Communications and Advocacy for Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. We Before we took the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the history of uh, Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. I think people in Pittsburgh, they should know. Uh, if they don't, uh, let's r- reiterate that Station Square was the first really big project that Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation got involved with. But um, since then, uh, you've been involved with the Bedford Springs Hotel, uh, the Armstrong Cork Factory uh, Lofts, um, the Market at Fifth project, which is the uh, area around Market Square. You, you were mentioning that um, one of the things that Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation was founded in, in response to in the in the 1960s was in response to this this idea of urban renewal that it's better to just tear down big blocks of of whatever and and build something new. Um, It it seems to me that Pittsburgh is still recovering from that uh, in terms of, like, the Hill District area where several blocks of of homes and businesses were torn down to build a civic arena. Uh, East Liberty is still recovering from the the attempt to reroute traffic uh, around the heart of East Liberty. And we've even had some of that in McKeesport as well uh, in the 1960s and 70s where several blocks of, of Fifth Avenue in downtown McKeesport. Were ripped out and and replaced. Um, as part of this, that was the theory. Then that you tore down these old buildings and you
1: absolutely, Jason. That that is the the, the, the we were formed in the, in an antithesis to that idea. Urban renewal ruined cities. Here in Pittsburgh, we saw it, it on the north side, the former Ale- oh
0: Allegheny Center, sure uh,
1: Alleg- Allegheny City, yeah. which is by the way where we started a lot of our. Uh, activism. In fact, even before Station Square, if you remember the old Allegheny Post Office building, was our very first uh, 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 major success. We saved that that building and later conveyed it to now present-day Children's Museum. In fact, that's where we moved from to come to Station Square in 1984. But if you look all across the city, the Hill District you just mentioned, right? We saw East Liberty. These were places that were ruined by urban renewal. The policies of the uh, federal government at the time, housing and urban development, was let's come and tear down these iconic historic neighborhoods and put up these god-awful, gray public housing projects, which was a terrible idea for how you renew the neighborhood and you bring new life into the community. That is the idea, the spark that created History and Landmark Foundation on the north side of Pittsburgh, and in all 50-plus years, that has always been our orientation. It's not about saving the building. It's about creating a better quality of life in the neighborhood by saving buildings.
0: You, you've touched on something I wanted to ask you about because I think there is a perception. We we, we had a historic building in McKeesport torn down uh, last year, and there was a, a great uh, outcry in the community um, about losing this, this iconic piece of architecture, the uh, old water pump house um, in, in the 15th Street area of McKeesport. But there was a, a, a certain sort of frustration um, among some people in the community because I was at some of the community meetings that, well, what are we going to do with this building if we preserve it? Are we just going to preserve it just to look at it and, and sort of keep it in, in almost like an amber, like a bug? Um, that is not really how Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation, it seems to me, considers historic preservation. It's not about just holding on to the building and never changing it ever.
1: Exactly. And that's uh, that, that's the idea. Now, we regret any time an iconic historic landmark has has to come down because it can't be saved. But among our principles are key tenets of how we think you go about creating vitality in a community. First, is there community support for reusing, resaving, for readapting a, a particular property? Second, is that building does that does it have an, a feasible adaptive reuse? What can you do with a building that, um, that, that is historic in nature, given the context of where it, it, it's seated, and how will it be adaptively reused? Third, is there financing? Is there feasible financing? Can okay. that building be saved? Can it be financed? Can it be brought back to life? If, if all or some of those principles are not around, A lot of the times it's a very tall order. It's a very tall order to do this work. And this is work that's not easy. It's work that um, relies on a whole lot of uh, dedicated, passionate people who uh, go out to raise money for specific buildings and projects. We always say for every building that we save, there are 10 more other buildings on the drawing board that we just can't save.
0: It it strikes me, too, that one of the reasons that you know, in the, in the 1960s and 70s, that urban renewal was, was sort of the byword. And, and even today, uh, you know, there, there was – Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation kind of went toe-to-toe with uh, the former mayor of Pittsburgh um, regarding the, the the Market Square area because they wanted to gut that Market Square area and, and build new buildings. It, it's a lot easier to, yeah. to, to tear something down and just build fresh than to try to save some of these old uh, buildings that, that may have been put together with, you know, 19th century uh, technology.
1: Absolutely, Jason. Uh, the, the idea of the, the Murphy plan in, uh, right in the central business district of downtown, which would have seen 64 buildings, 64 buildings in the core central business district of downtown, brought down, demolished. And we stood up and said, no, uh, the idea that we would tear down that many buildings to put up a downtown mall, because those have worked so well in other
0: cities. <laughs> you're being sarcastic there. <laughs> we, that, was, that was what was done in downtown McCaseport was yes. uh, they got the business district to put in a mall.
1: So, so, so we found that idea offensive, and we, went, uh, we stood up and fought for it. And today in downtown, when you look at where Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation is engaged, in Market Square, on Wood Street, and on different corridors where we um, are working with different developers, we are putting our plan to work, which was in opposition to former Mayor Murphy, saying, no, we don't have to tear down these buildings. The, the town can come alive when we revitalize these areas. Four buildings in Market Square right now that are controlled by uh, Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation were slated for demolition until we say to the city, no, we can save and restore those buildings. We can bring them back to life. We've brought commercial retail down there. We brought housing down there. We're soon to go uh, and open a new grocery store with the developer in, in partnership with the developer in downtown, bringing the first grocery store back into Market Square in a long, long time. Sure. Market Square is alive. Any day of the night you go into Market Square now, you might not find parking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
1: When you revitalize the core historic infrastructure you have, and people come back.
0: We have to take one more break. When we come back, I want to ask you – Uh, I touched on this briefly, what makes a building... Uh, historic and what should someone do if they think they have a historic building in their neighborhood or maybe they own, uh, especially in our area in McKeesport, a lot of older houses if they think they have a historic building uh, how they can preserve it. Our guest this morning on Radio 81 WEDO and TubeCityOnline.com is Karamaji Rajumba. He is the Director of Public Communications and Advocacy for Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation and we're also going to talk just a little bit more about the Landmarks Preservation Resource Center over in Wilkinsburg. You're listening Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. Stay tuned, please. Uh-huh. Tube City Online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio. If you can help by making a donation, we would very much appreciate it. Go to our website, TubeCityOnline.com, and click the Donate button. And thanks for supporting independent media in the Monoc area. And we're back on Radio 81, WEDO, and TubeCityOnline.com. My guest this morning, Karamaji Rajumba. He is the Director of Public Communications and Advocacy for Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. there are at phlf.org online or 412-471-5808. What makes a building worth saving or historic? Not It seems to me that not every building uh, as you mentioned, for every building that Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation has saved, there's 10 that were on the drawing board that they couldn't save. So what's the tipping point? What makes a building worth saving and what makes a building just another old building?
1: Well, that, I think it comes down to the building itself. I mean, if you want to be technical, for technical purposes uh, in terms of uh, National Park Service and federal government, uh, what generally characterizes an old uh, building is a building that's 50 years old or more okay that that's just a a technical uh definition but it really comes down to the significance of the building in a community in terms of what its history was what its architecture is who built it what happened in that building there are a lot of factors that go into a particular uh, structure that can make it historic
0: uh so just because the building is old if it had no significance in the neighborhood or in the community, it might not be worth keeping. Um, it may just be another old building, perhaps.
1: Well, th- those once again, those are decisions that I think people can 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 come to, depending on how they feel about a place, about a place that is in their neighborhood. So th- once again, as I mentioned earlier on, on this show, is that our work involves a lot of input a lot of community Mm -hmm. input, a lot of, you know, the way people feel about places and and how they feel about their history related to those places.
0: Historic preservation also does not mean that the property owner can never alter the building or that the building is not going to be used for some for-profit venture. In fact, I think in most of Pittsburgh History Landmarks Foundation's cases, the buildings have been put back on the tax rolls. I mean, they're absolutely they're, they're being used. They're either residences or they're tax-paying businesses of some sort.
1: Absolutely, and uh, this is a very key point, Jason. That's one of the reasons that we have the Landmarks Preservation Resource Center to do education uh, about these kinds of issues. In January, our very first ish- uh, uh, event this year was a workshop, a full full workshop, almost two hours, on what historic designations mean and what how they apply to your to your, to your life as a property owner.
0: Uh let's talk a little bit more cuz we're we're only have a few minutes left. Let's talk a little bit more about this Landmarks Preservation Resource Center. It's in Wilkinsburg. So the you know the good news is nobody in Pittsburgh, none of us like to go across a river or over a bridge if you're living in McKeesport and you're listening to this, you don't have to cross right a bridge. Yeah, you don't have to go over a river or through a tunnel to get to Wilkinsburg. Um so let's talk a little bit about that. You you folks have classes over there uh several days a week for the most part. Um uh regarding everything from what your rights and responsibilities are as a property owner to you live in a historic house and you have a problem, and how, how do you deal with that problem as a do it yourself or as a homeowner?
1: Yes, a lot of the time, so what our programming there, as I said earlier, revolves around, it's about education, first of all, and do-it-yourself. What, as a homeowner, if, let's say you live in an older house or so an historic house, What should you know about how to go ahead and restore that house if you want to maintain it as such, both on the exterior and the interior? How would you go about, for example, uh, restoring old wooden windows? How would you frame them? How would you do that with doors? How about your masonry? How would you go about restoring masonry? Uh, We have classes that want to educate and empower people about those aspects so that you can learn how it's done well. Mm-hmm. does not mean that you're going to do it yourself. If you're adventurous, maybe you can't do it yourself. But if you're to hire somebody to do it, how would they do it? How would it look if they do it well? So that's one thing. Second, we want to educate people about the architecture of our region. Pittsburgh is rich. Our region is rich in architectural history. We want to educate people about the, um, the history of our of our uh, our significant architecture. We want to educate people about our uh, uh, our significant architects in this region. We want to educate people about how to finance a house for the first time, for first time house buyers that may not know about buying a house. Uh, We want to educate people about um, other topics uh, that that relate to placemaking in terms of creating an identity for a neighborhood. Uh, So that's how we do uh, workshops on public art. That's how we do workshops and lectures on, on, on agriculture in terms of, you know, how do you create a garden in your house? How do you beautify your space? All of what our programming is geared towards is um, topics that relate to essentially placemaking. How do you live in your house? How do you make your community better? How do you uh, support policies that enliven your community and neighborhood?
0: We, we have only about a minute left. Uh, how do people connect with you? How do they find out about, for instance, the, the programs that are happening several days a week at the uh, Landmarks Preservation Resource Center there in Wilkins Park?
1: The easiest way, www.ehlf.org If you go on our website, right on the right-hand column of our website, there will be a long column of upcoming events. We'll have all the list of uh, not only workshop seminars, and film screenings that we're doing at the Landmarks Preservation Resource Center. But real quick, I'll also touch on an aspect we haven't talked about. We do incredible tours of downtown. Ah, yes, we do. The city. Uh, there's a lot of work that we do in terms of education. All of that is on our website, and uh, people should uh, go on that website, check it out, get engaged with us, join, become a member of PHLS. It's a very uh, easy membership. It's only $25. Whole year, and everything else we do is free for you. So,
0: phlf.org is the website. The Landmarks Preservation Resource Center is in Wilkinsburg, it's at 744 Rebecca Avenue. Uh, what, what is the cross street? What is that near? Is that Penn Avenue? Jeanette Avenue. Okay. Uh, our guest this morning on Radio 81, WEDO, and com was Karamaji Rajumba. He is the Director of Public Communications and Advocacy for Pittsburgh History and Landmarks Foundation. I want to thank you very much for taking some time to talk with us this morning.
1: I want to thank you for having us on the show, Jason.
0: And I want to thank all of you for listening this morning to Radio 81, WEDO, and com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated or WEDO Radio 810 Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link.